Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to Being the Phoenix of Your Own Life. My name is Julie. I can't tell you guys how excited I am. So I met this gal on a summit and instantly she's fucking drop dead gorgeous, number one. Number two, she's got a beautiful Australian accent. So that, you know, that's always bonus points. And here's the kicker, y'all. She is the female version of Hitch. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch the fucking movie because it's amazing. And it has Will Smith and he's eye candy. She is the female version of Hitch. And I'm so excited to have her today. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And then I have a question for you. Wow, what a glowing intro, Julie. Uh, I'm going to come on here every week (laughs) and be introduced in that way. Uh, Thanks for having me. Whoever's uh, tuning in and listening, what a pleasure. This is going to be a roller coaster. So, yeah, as Julie said, I'm Sarah, and I fell into this incredible role or journey in my life of going out onto the streets, helping men approach women, essentially, with a dating company, and that's led me to the work that I do now. Uh, I'm an independent coach where I help men learn the art of of communicating better, building more attraction and essentially leading a lifestyle that they're proud of, they're connected to purpose and they attract the right kinds of partners into their lives so they can have beautiful relationships. So that's a little, little, the short version of what I do. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. So I have a question for you. So this be the Phoenix of your own life. We've all been in the shit pit, the ashes of our lives. What is a pivotal moment that you were in the ashes and you were forced to rise and how has that impacted your life now? I'm such a visual person and just the the phoenix rising from the ashes is so powerful. And yeah, you're totally right. We can all relate to this. And I feel like I've been in that shit pit multiple times. The one that came to me right then and there was, uh, was a breakup uh almost five six years ago though uh um because it was it felt like I was literally in a a whole building that had collapsed you know like it just in the rubble because we I built this relationship with this individual and then it wasn't as it seemed and there were all of these just smoke and mirrors and I was like whoa and then that that was a pivotal moment because I thought I've got to rebuild myself I I just let myself become one with this person and I forgot who Sarah was. Like I was, I was not confident. There'd be no way I'd be even doing this podcast and feeling the way I do today. And that was a pivotal moment. And that's when I, I decided to change directions. And that's what landed me in this position where I'm at, where I do help men. It was like, I can either hate men for the rest of my life or I can learn to love them and work out what's going on here between, you know, uh, relationships and attraction and, and where did I go wrong? What did I miss? Like, how, how did I miss this? Um, so I went on this, just this journey of discovery and it led me to a, a passion, which I do every day. And I absolutely love. So 
that I can definitely say was a pivotal moment. <laughs> and I think every woman has been there where you're like, you built yeah. this relationship and then all of a sudden it crumbles and you're like, what did I, why, why, what was I, how was I not enough? And that's yep. usually the first thing is we're like, I'm not enough for this person. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart yes. enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't skinny yep. enough. What is it that you find? Because I love the fact that you, you come from the guy's side with a woman's perspective. That's why I could not wait to have you on here. <laughs> what do most men, because now ladies, we get to pick the guy's brain through Sarah. Yes. So we're just going to go through the back door. So yes. what is it that is in the guy's brain that when the breakup happens, that we as women, all of a sudden are, we're the bandits, we're the bad ones. It must've been us. Yeah. Do you know what? It's so interesting, this conversation, isn't it? In, in regards to breakups and relationships, because it is totally, it's totally unique. And um, there is similarities and we can totally relate to each other and go, oh, we've been through our version of that. And when you get down into the deeper layers of it, you can usually pick up on what is going to happen at the very beginning when you start. But when you like somebody, you see all the good things. You choose to see all of the light, which is beautiful. I mean, that's what allows you to build and experience deep love. Uh, but if you don't realistically approach it and, and at some point address those challenges between two individuals coming together, that's when that sediment, it's like a, I guess the resentment is a way to describe it or um, these emotions which aren't uh, soothed or they're not given light and looked at and embraced, they start to fester in the relationship and, and really corrode the layers of love that you have created. And so at the end, you, you know, it all comes a lot of the time, a big bang or maybe uh, more avoidant. It's like a silent breakup, which also happens and can be even more deafening than a, a big explosion. Right. <laughs> and uh, then you're yeah, left there picking up the pieces. And, you know, men, I guess on average, can just go, okay, cool, that's it, moving on faster if we were to look at it from that perspective. And whereas women, I guess, could go, okay, I'm already grieving this relationship. My, my intuition is telling me that there's something up and you start grieving it while you're in it. So when it comes, yes, it's painful, but you've already done a little bit of the, the grieving. And again, you could be the opposite. You could go, yep, I'm leaving. Uh, and then you do the grieving later. Uh, but I do find that men seem to go, all right, that's done, cool. And then they, it really hits home for them like a few weeks or months later when they go, wow, where is, where is this woman and what happened, you know? And so the, this conversation can go in so many directions, but I guess that spreads a little bit of light about how they can process it. But again, you can have a more feminine uh, boyfriend, right? Or you can have a, a more masculine boyfriend. The way they're going to handle it is up to the individual. And I guess if I was to speak from personal experience with this particular guy, there was so many psychological things going on, these layers, which I interpreted like, wow, okay, I can be the person that really helps him and he's going to shine and step into his potential and I'm going to nurture the fuck out of this man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then actually I couldn't do that. And I wasn't the one. 
to do that. Right. It kept me in there. Like it actually was a real driver and motivator. I was like, no, no, he's going to be the best um, underdog story ever and I'm going to do this. And that was sort of uh, the second experience I've been through where, you know, I try not change a person, but, you you know, you really, you want them to win and you want to nurture them. And then you start to realise, wow, this is becoming toxic and they aren't ready for that shift. They're not ready for that change. And that's not my responsibility. So, yeah, that's how I would explain it in the short version. <laughs> Yeah, I think that women, we as women, we see the red flags and we're like, oh, look at those really pretty roses. Mm, yes. Girl, those those are red flags and we <laughs> need to, they're there for a reason. And I think that nurturing part of us as a female, we're like, but if I just, he just hasn't been loved right. Yes. <laughs> he hasn't been loved by somebody like me before. <laughs> um Houston, we have a problem if mm. you think that you are the one person on the planet that can take all those red flags and magically change them into roses because last time I checked, we're not that powerful. <sighs> yeah. <Nope. laughs> so the guys that you work with, when they are looking to date, what are some of the things, because we all have these misconceptions, and I know they're misconceptions about how guys think, because we, we look at them through the lenses of our own femininity, and we look at them through the lenses of our own dating experiences as a woman. What, through the dating world, have you discovered about men that you didn't know before? Wow, so much, <laughs> so, so, so much. Uh, so what I used to do is, is travel uh, to different cities around the world. Uh, I ran about 140 events for this company in uh, 70 plus different cities. So I was like, you know, in the in the trenches, like it was like I was in a war zone, <laughs> you know, um, you know, really like face to face with these guys in a small hotel, like seminar room. Uh, you know, allowing them a safe space where they could learn attraction, where they could come up to me and practice, which so many of these guys I realized have never even had the opportunity to have that, like to, to be able to come up to me and actually go and approach me like they would a woman in a bar or on the street and actually be able to dissect hey, that's really creepy or, hey, that's making me feel this way <laughs> or, hey, I like that, do more of that. And, and so that was one layer in terms of attraction and, and that beautiful uh, courtship of, of small talk, which so many people go, ah, I don't like small talk, but small talk is where that initial connection's made, that rapport. So it's actually such a powerful tool, whether you're building friends, uh, you know, or intimate relationships. So that was one thing. And then it got a little deeper and I was like, whoa. And, and it just happened like so naturally, Julie, like I, you know, I didn't have much experience going into it. I was just like, I'm really, I'm a, a yes person. And at that point I was volunteering and I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. And I worked my way up the ranks in, in this company and became an executive coach. But uh, I, I was just like experimenting and being like, okay, cool. What's going on here with guys? Like I said earlier, and I went deeper into the layers of what's really going on and what bubbled up to the surface was a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of suppressed uh, anger and sadness were the two major emotions that I realized were coming out of the guys all around the world, not just in one specific city, all around the world. It was a universal feeling of this shame, this guilt, this uh, sadness, and it was all linked to their conditioning 
and their past experiences with their own parents or with um, their experiences with women. I remember yeah. one of my first clients was actually in a women's hate group, which I didn't know was a thing until he told me about it. There's legitimate hate groups, like men that get mm. together and you're not allowed to talk to women. You're not allowed to interact with women. Uh, you know, obviously they don't have, they don't talk about women in a very nice, but I had no idea this existed. And I'm sure there's also men's hate groups. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and it was, I mean, at first I was like a little shocked and he did a workshop with me and I actually coached him for almost a year actually. And he's now got a a partner and he's doing really well with his job and everything. And he's not a part of that. But what I realized was when you're at rock bottom, or I guess how you're describing it, like when you're in those ashes, you're making a choice. You, You might go down that track of, no, they hurt me. I've had bad experiences with that. I hate them. Or you go down the path of love and you work it out and you grow from it. Whatever you, wherever you're at or whatever route you decide to choose, it's, it's fine. It's your experience. But there's, there's some deep stuff going on. And I absolutely love women and I see women as well. Um, and I wish I could help everybody, but I found that there was this gap. You know, for me, something that really drives me on a mission level is, is really lowering that suicide rate. Um, and, and that huge gap between men and women committing suicide, like it's just, it blew, blew me away knowing that prior. But then when I was actually on the ground with these guys in these workshops, I saw it firsthand. Like I saw men crying their eyes out in front of me. I saw men so angry, screaming, yelling from their their core, like, like whoa, like, like 30 centimeters from my face, you know, like not at me, but releasing this stuff, this energy, this suppression. Um, and men like slamming against the ground with their fist on the, on the seminar floor until like their knuckles were bleeding. Like there was so much that I didn't, did never expected from, you know, going into that space. And that's more trauma healing and getting into, you know, that, those, that side right. of things, which I love. Um, but what I love most is, is, helping men connect on a more uh, uh, first impressions level, building attraction. (laughs) But I just wanted to highlight that because when you said, what did you discover? Well, I discovered a a hell of a lot more than I ever would have expected when I went down that route. So it's worth just mentioning. Um, But yeah, my favorite part as a coach is doing that initial dating phase, you know, getting men being more social and getting out there. And I think that as women, we, when we get hurt, we retreat and we go into that place inside. And then we have all of our female friends. We have, you know, we have that quote unquote click that when we get hurt in a relationship, you know, all our women friends are like, Oh girl, you're so much better (laughs) off without him. And Oh, he was trash. And you know, there it's like, there's nothing better than a bunch of drunk girls in a bathroom. They're going to make you feel like the hero (laughs) of the day. And (laughs) But I think that we forget that the men hurt too, that yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're hurt, but you got to see the, the actual raw pain and, and guys, they, they go to a bar and their buddies are like, oh, fuck them. It's you're good. You're fine. It's all right. Mm -hmm. And if they never had that nurturing growing up, and if they've never had the example of what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. then they have no clue how to treat a woman. Yep. And we just expect that men should just fall down at our feet and they should know how to treat us and that they should mm-hmm. know what they're doing when they're dating. 
And I think that the movie Hitch was so true because it is that they don't know. They, we think they do, but they really, they really, bless their, <laughs> I live in the South, bless their heart in the most Southern way possible. Because just, <laughs> so what, what is one thing that we as women that are dating in that dating pool that we can do to help them mm. Mm. date? <laughs> and help us date so that we that we don't end in the I hate men club or the I hate women club yep. or whatever <laughs> what can we do to as women to make it easier or to maybe do differently so that we can create that connection yeah it, it's a one of those questions that are really a powerful driver in, in my business because there is an imbalance with the masculine feminine uh, health with how uh, on a dynamic level we are interacting with one another. We can still have relationships. I mean, they've been happening for years and years. It's, you know, it's not a problem. We meet people, we begin relationships and they end or you stay together and, and you know, that's all functioning. But the health of that, that's what is in question in my mind of, of what I've seen and experienced. And so in those beginning stages, there are definitely things that both men and women can do to, to make better decisions on a partner that they want to either just see intimately and have, have fun with, which is very important, <laughs> as well yeah. as, hey, I want to have this person and build a, you know, a relationship which takes work. And so being able to not only for yourself show up in a very confident way, knowing knowing what you want for yourself, not so much what you want of him, because he is who he is. I've been learning this lesson with my current partner of two years, because previously I would, I would be like, okay, you've got this potential. Let's, let's do that. And this and da, 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 you know, and get all excited. Then I realized, you know what? He is how he is. He isn't me. He's not like me. And that's okay. Um, what you, can help with is the communication which is huge it always comes down to your communication of your own feelings your own triggers if you have come from a toxic relationship or sort of negative experiences um even outside of um relationships it's your responsibility to be able to package and deliver that in a way to him where he can understand it if he doesn't know, like you said, if he doesn't know, then how does he know? <laughs> if he doesn't know, how does he know? <laughs> He's right. got no you idea. don't tell him he can't read your mind. That's I think yes. that that's so funny because we think that men can read our minds. Yep. They are not psychic. No, they're not. And and so it, with dating in those beginning stages, in, instead of like putting all your, let's say, crazy out on the table as, um, oh, my God, Alan Debotton, I'm not sure if you've seen some of his stuff. He's, he's a real realist. He's a yeah. um, philosopher. You have to look up his, his videos and he says why you'll, you'll marry the wrong person. Um, but he has a very interesting perspective about how, as a human race, we romanticise relationships and we romanticise the person that we're going to be with. And, you know, that uh, Brad Pitt is, is going to come zooming in at some stage and we'll, we'll just wait and wait and wait until that day happens. And then men are left kind of feeling inadequate. And I'm, I'm guilty of this. God, I'm like, oh, we're going to be this and that. Um, but yeah, in the beginning stages, instead of putting all of that crazy out on the table, like, hey, this is what's happened to me, blah, 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 being a little bit more sensitive to how you 
you share what you've been through because that can scare people off. I mean, if a guy dumped all of his crap out in the, the table, the dinner table, I'd be like, whoa, this is too much. Like, I'm sure you're a great guy, but I got to go. <laughs> I got to get out of here. See ya, check. Yep. Whoa, whoa. If that process happened at a slower rate in bite-sized pieces where we were able to build connection and understand one another and be able to, to slowly, you know, get into the pool um, and work things out together so we can make better decisions, that's the way to go in dating, in my perspective. So it's kind of like the comparison between, like, indulging in the whole block of chocolate straight away. If you meet a guy and you're like, oh, my God, the chemistry is insane. Let's have sex and sex and more sex. And, wow, you're amazing. Oh, my God, we could do this and what about that? And you're just really bonding, which is such a beautiful part about dating. I love that part. Uh, But if you overindulge and eat that whole block and then suddenly you're like, whoa, I've given so much of myself and we've, we've, like, really connected at a deep level here, he's actually got these attributes and behavioural tendencies that, don't match him with me and I'm getting super triggered by him and this is really becoming volatile and holy moly, I can't breathe. And then you feel stuck and you don't know how to get out of it now because, you know, you're feeling sick, you've eaten too much, you're lying on the couch, right? You've eaten <laughs> 10 blocks of this chocolate. Instead of one one little bite-sized piece, have one piece, like allow that to, to you know, really taste it, to let the flavour, you know, really just take over your, your whole mouth and then have another one, you know, let give this some space and boundaries, which are powerful. And I find a lot of uh, men and women that have been through lots of relationships understand this. If you're new into dating, you might not have had those experiences. Once you have, you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't need to race out of the gates like a horse. You know, I, I can, I can go a bit slower here. And it's actually really enjoyable to have that. So at the beginning, just to get back to, and finish that point, if you've been through experiences like that, and I definitely, when I started building this uh, relationship with my current partner, I found it really hard to say, look, I've been with a guy who, you know, lied to me or didn't communicate with me very well. And so sometimes when you don't call me, I get really anxious and it's nothing to do with you at all. It's just an old trigger. It's a pattern that's still there. So it's going to happen a few times. And when when I do that, instead of just trying to fix the problem for, for me, can you just wrap your arms around me and just give me a hug and that's that's all I'll need it's nothing to do with you and so what this does is protects your dynamic with this new man and also helps you release from previous traumas or previous uh connection like emotional neural pathways that you've created with the toxic relationship so what we're actually doing is learning how to have healthy relationships if you're coming from that um past okay you might have had great experiences which is fantastic if you are coming from that route though it is within your responsibility to help your partner understand if he doesn't he's at a loss and that's that sucks for a guy to feel like wow why is my woman crying and and screaming and upset like what have I done you know and so then it can create a little bit of of, um you know resistance between you both and that's not what you want in a healthy dynamic uh, so yeah, that's just one example. And we could go really deeply into so many variations of that. So just think about your own variation of that. What, what's your version of that? And maybe with your the men that you're dating or the women that you're dating, like what's going on in that first couple of weeks or first months? Like, what do you feel like maybe you're not 
bringing up that's important to bring up and what do you feel that you're deciding to ignore about the other person that may be important to bring up with yourself first and foremost to make a decision and then maybe with them because you've got to ask like hmm, is this like a thing a way that he is innately or is this something that he's just doing because we haven't had a conversation to talk about it if it's innately there instead of trying to be like hey I'm going to be the savior here and change him it might be a moment where you can go oh, I love my chemistry and the sex is so good but he's not a guy that I'm going to stay with and build a relationship that's okay yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's when you it's when you don't make that decision, <laughs> it becomes not okay. <laughs> it's so funny because in the United States we're so puritanical, and you know people talk. And the, this podcast is completely off of the rails. I I, <laughs> I don't. I, there is no subject off the table. And I just had somebody on here that I haven't published yet. Um, yeah. By the time yours is, it'll probably be out there. That she has the STI Foundation, so it's all about sexually transmitted infections and diseases yeah. and you bring up a good point is that it's about the communication. It's about that if there's something that needs to be said, Mm. it's not hiding under the, oh, well, if I say this, he might not like me. Mm. If that's where you're coming from, then you might want to look at, am I really even ready to be dating? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if we can't say, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. This is what I want. This is what I will not hear my deal breakers. If we're not willing to have that conversation, or if somebody says, what are your deal breakers? And you go, um, you know, I don't really have any, you might as well just take the biggest red flag in the whole entire world and just start waving it around. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. We all have deal breakers there. I don't care who you are. We all have deal breakers. Do you find that men are more willing to date after they're hurt or do they retreat? Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, every man is different. Uh, <laughs> typically, right. if they've been hurt, there is an element of retreatment. They, uh, they do go, well, they, they put a guard up like we all do, right? There's a, there's a guard that for that, for this next person to get past, I've now put spikes above that fence that you now have to climb that and get over the spikes. And then if you get hurt again, now you've added a layer of fire, a ring of fire that they now have to get past. So sometimes your protection can become so strong that no one can get through to your heart. And look, the thing with love and and giving love and receiving love is you you have to put your heart on the line and i listened to something so beautiful from brene brown who is from the south amazing woman i cried my eyes out the other day listening to one of her original talks actually and she spoke about this and it really just reminded me of the willingness that there is to be hurt by putting your heart on the line and a lot of people and perhaps even in i find modern dating at the moment with online dating and just the ability to, to swipe left uh, left or right on somebody like, you know, there's someone else. And so as soon as it gets uncomfortable, there seems to be this, oh, well, I'll go get someone else and they won't yet know about that or I can enjoy the honeymoon phase right at the beginning and then go to the next person, go to the next person. So it's almost like it's becoming disposable. And I find what's, what's missing there is, the, the discomfort, if you're in the self-development space, I mean, that's where the growth is. And if you never face that, then every relationship is going to have some form of it 
in some way it'll come up because it's about you it's not about the person the other the other person even though we could tell ourselves a narrative maybe it's about them it's really not so um if you have been burnt instead of creating that huge protection layer how you sail i mean you were sharing before julie like you said oh you know you've got to know your deal breakers and you've got, you've got to tell them this this and this it might not be that you sit there and go hey this is it i'm gonna i'm just gonna say it there you go it's how you say it it's, it's the how and men um you know they always go well sarah um like how do i um you know what do i say sorry when i'm on a first date like what do i say and i always tell them it's not about what you say it's always going to be about how you say it yeah. if somebody says what do you do for work instead of saying yep i'm a software engineer and it's just like a ping pong interview style uh, conversation you're going to get a certain result from that person if you go uh Okay, uh, three guesses. See, uh, see if you can guess what I do for a job. Like, let's, let's have some fun with this. Let's enjoy this. We're still going to learn the same stuff about each other, but how we do that's very important. There, you know, Even like the beautiful games that are created, another amazing um, woman I follow in this space, Esther Perel, she's created these game cards where you can get to know each other. And there's lots of these cards. You know, they're, they're cards where you ask a question and it's in a form of a game so it doesn't feel as heavy. And this is actually something you can integrate into your own communication style when you're going on dates. You just be a little bit more sensitive of how you're doing it because you're both working each other out. And it's okay that you, you've got things that you do want to share that are very important that the other person knows. But when and how you do that, like you can learn the art of that. You know, there's a way to do that <laughs> at the right times. And not- you don't want to verbally vomit all vomit. over. Somebody yeah. you're just like, this is everything <laughs> about me. And that other person's like, huh, okay. Well, now that I know your life story in the last five minutes, um, yep. check please. Check and, please. And that could have been a person that, would be the perfect person yes. for you. Yes, yes. And it's learning that if you're being triggered and you're having all these issues come up, it's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to be single for a while. It's okay to breathe and not yes. have to feel like you have to jump back in and swipe left, swipe right. Because <laughs> it's the dating is it's so challenging as it is. And then you add in social media and then you add in comparison syndrome and, and, you know, imposter syndrome and all these other things. I think at the end of the day, we as women, number one, need to put our self-care first and take care of ourselves to discover who we are and what we truly want. Yes. And then give a guy grace. Yes. Give him grace, give him just because he's not the most amazing communicator the first time you meet him, he might be absolutely petrified mm. of us too. And so it being be able to step back, step back and say, you know what? He might be just as scared as I am. Yep. I'm going to give him grace. Mm. Because yeah. And, and giving them grace. Uh, when, you know, how do I explain this? It's, it's, um, Something that's really important, I find, as a woman in a relationship with a man, because I I don't want to tarnish his pride and his ego, and I I want to be sensitive about how I package something for him because I want I want him to know that I you know I'm by his side and I've I've you know he has this role this powerful role in 
in the attraction process and in the relationship dynamic. So you don't want to cut them down and sort of come through as a coach or as like a, a mother or something like that. Uh, this can really tarnish like the, the dynamic um, to man to woman. So, yeah, when you give them grace, it's okay like, to let some things slide. Uh, but if there is something, just bring it up with them softly. Just go, hey, like, what did you do there? Um, that was interesting. Like, a, like, are you nervous or something Something like that? Bring it up, but normalise it. And I, I tell this to men as well. Um, normalise it and add a little bit of playfulness. Yes. Okay? So, so the playfulness should be, honestly, like as kids, how we learn is through play. As adults, we forget about play and the power of play. We should be playful. We're going on dates. We're enjoying each other's company. Like, let's be playful together and learn about parts of each other um, as we go along. And so I find, you know, have 80% play and 20% the real serious stuff, but package it with the play and the, the normalised way that you say it with confidence. And that comes with doing the work. You know, if you've never spoken about something that you find quite triggering ever before, it's going to be the first time you do that, if, if, especially on a date, which I wouldn't recommend, it's probably going to come out really weird and awkward, right? <laughs> Real so, defensive. So almost like um, sales, I, like, I, I just like this comparison. If you're selling something, a package, and you're used to selling a $100 package, and now you're going to sell a $1,000 package, right? That's a big jump. And you, you might say, oh, oh that, 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 that's $1,000. You're not going to have confidence like you were saying, oh, it's a hundred dollars because you got used to that, right? You got used to sharing about something that was unfamiliar, right? With, with your thoughts or thoughts, when they become reality, you start declaring them or talking about them. They then actually change. You're, you're literally changing them as you bring them into the world. And so I always do that comparison with sales because then if you go to 10,000 and you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. So all you're doing is expanding what you're comfortable with and then regulating at that level. And with your dating, what you can do is expand how you express who you are, and that's going to build your confidence. So you can do that with friends, with family, with mentors, coaches. And, and then when you're going on these dates, start experimenting. Hey, I'm going to share this with this guy, this guy because do you know what? This is who I am. And, and this is it's important for me to say it. Um, and then you're going, to get, you're going to get more and more comfortable expressing who you are because that's what's so sexy about you is when you just show up and you're confident and you ooze that sexy, like powerful energy, babe, holy, guys will just be turning. They'll be like, oh. like they, do, they won't know what it is, but they, 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 men and women are magnetized to that shameless self-expression because when it, when it is authentic, people feel it. They feel like, wow, there, there is no mask there. Like that feels really, it's a beautiful, warm energy. Like, um, so the more that you go towards that on your own journey, so if you're single, awesome, and continue on that journey, keep experimenting with your dates and, and how you're showing up and watch, babe, watch how the men change. They will, they will behave differently around you. You'll attract different kinds of men. It is such a powerful way to show up. So um, that's something that women can 100% do and have control over, which is awesome and relieving. <laughs> I, t I tell people all the time, you attract where you're at, not where you want to be. So yep. if you're in the shit pit and you're just like, oh my God, men are so stupid and all I to attract is bad men. If that's, if that's your mantra, then guess what? That's all you're ever going to attract. 
because that's all you keep talking about is how shitty they are. Oh, they always ghost me. I always get ghosted. Then girl, you're always going to get ghosted because that's what you're putting out there. Mm. So speaking of ghosting, how do you deal with ghosting? Like what is that? Is that a big thing? Do guys ever talk about why they ghost women? They're always saying, why am I getting ghosted, Sarah? <laughs> they're always like, why? Why is she not responding? What happened? Like they, they're left there wanting answers. And um, <laughs> I'll take this from my brother. I really love him. He's such a, a curious guy that likes to experiment with his dating as well. If a, a woman says, hey, like, or, or ghosts or doesn't respond or um, says, hey, you're not the one for me, he goes, oh, um, that like, thanks for letting me know. I would love to know, you know, what's brought you to that conclusion? <laughs> oh my god I love that you know he just wants to find out like you know coming just from a total like curious genuine curious space uh so when he goes on his journey of dating he can go oh wow that was interesting she didn't like me because of xyz doesn't mean he changes that it just means he knows okay this is interesting so this is what's going on this is the why um or she might go look to be honest I'm still chatting with my ex and uh, you know, we're going to give it another shot. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for letting me know. I appreciate that transparency. Some people will n- n- not give you that transparency. So don't sit waiting for them at the bus stop to come back because <laughs> they're not coming back. Um, and that's part of, I guess, the churn, to use another business term here, the churn. It's like some clients are going to come and they're going to go. Some clients, it's just their time to finish up. Uh, some clients are just not going to respond. They're not yeah. ready for it. And that's okay. So you might start a conversation and then suddenly they're not responding. And you're like, huh, where do they go? Instead of, you know, get having sleepless nights, which honestly, this happens, Julia, like All sleep the time. Night, like over one, one person in a world full of billions of people. Billions of people. That's billions. why I, I see it and I, and I see my friends who are single and, and they're like, <laughs> he ghosted me and they're like texting. Why won't you talk to me? And da, 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 da. Girl, girl, sit down. First of all, sit down. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want anybody that doesn't want me. Yep. I don't want any, and I am not going to chase somebody because if I, th- that's the worst thing you can do. And ladies that sets you up for failure. Have you ever had a man just chase you like over the top? And just be there and just be like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, love me, love me, love me. Is that attractive yeah. or is that unattractive? You tell me, you answer that question for yourselves. Okay. <laughs> I already know that, dude, you're going to jail if you don't back the fuck off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's true. And then, but we as women were like, just love me. It's like <laughs> there is a person out there that will love you. Learn to love yourself first. Yeah, and let them go. Do you know what? Yeah. They'll they'll either come back or they won't, and that's okay. Do you know what? I I've had relationships that you know have just fluidly, like beautifully, be, like just happened. You know, over the space of a few years, like we'd get back in touch and go, "Oh, well, how you doing? Catch up, have an amazing time together." And then I would go off and continue on my journey of life, which I'm seeing happen more and more. Like we're we're you know, I feel like the the global human race and women specifically, we're starting to really step into who we are and into that confidence, which is extremely intimidating for men. 
there's a mm-hmm. shift happening. And so that's why it's really important just to keep that balance because otherwise men feel, oh, well, what's our role? For generations we've been told X. And even for women, for generations we've been told X. Now we're starting to realise we're limitless. We are powerful. We are incredible. We are yeah. so sexy, damn beautiful just the way we are that we we don't necessarily need a man. And that right. is if we look on from the other side, I mean, imagine that. Okay, well, what's the point of me even living then? If a man has connected his existence with, well, you know, I want to support my family and my beautiful woman and, you know, like now we're, we're stepping into territory where they're feeling like, well, what's the point? And so it's important that we nourish that side of the fence as well and help men understand that you are powerful and that you are incredible and you are sexy and, and you like you're exact, you're a high value man just the way you are. And you need to show up that way because otherwise what I feel will happen is there'll be such an imbalance in the in the dating pool that uh, men aren't going to be stepping up and showing up how they should and then women are going to be left dry high and dry and mm-hmm. sleeping with each other because there's right. men, <laughs> because men are, are finding it intimidating to date a successful confident powerful woman so actually educating them on not uh, feeling inadequate or feeling like they have to compete with her but realizing and uh, that they are incredible and drawing inspiration from what they're doing, so it becomes yeah, yeah. A, a, a more of a coexistence where you're both uh, experiencing success and love at a rapid rate, at a higher rate. So I feel like whole everyone's leveling up at the moment, and we've just yeah. got to get used to it and regulate at that at this point. And when men realize that when they stand in their divine masculine, yes. it allows women to step into that role and step into that power and step into that beauty and that sensuality Mm -hmm. that when we feel secure that you are standing in your divine masculine, we become that powerful woman for you. Mm. And it's not against you and it's not coming at you. It is coming with you to stand next to you to be that partner that you need. And so it goes back to that giving grace think it goes yes. back to that, that giving grace. So I have a question for you. I, I would talk to you for the rest of the day because I, mean, <laughs> I know it's be fascinating, but I know that you have to go too. So for the woman who has been struggling, they girl, she isn't on the struggle bus. She is yeah. driving the fucking struggle bus. Beat, beat motherfucker, get on. <laughs> so she's driving the struggle bus. She has not figured out this whole dating and she just feels like shit what would be one thing, one piece of advice that you would give her to start the process to feeling better about dating and start dating? To feel better about dating and start dating. Okay. So if you're, if you, you're, not, you're having bad luck with it, is that the, the question? Yeah. She's just in the shit pit. She's in, in the, the shit, shit pit. pit. You're in the shit pit with dating and you're, you're kind of at that route road that I was at, you know, either just forget about it uh, you know, I'll just do my own thing and not try, or you have an opportunity to change something. You have an opportunity to, to change your mindset with dating. And I always say approaching it with love and fun um, and hope you can't stop believing in, in knowing that that person's going to come along or people. Okay. I find that there's multiple people. There's not just going to be that one person and enjoying 
the beautiful stepping stones of relationships. You might have short-term ones. You might have mid-term ones. You might have longer ones. Enjoy them and take from them what is important to take on in your journey to the next ones. If you haven't done this already, reaching out to somebody that can help you, like a, a female coach or a male coach that helps women, find somebody to help guide you through this process. You don't have to do it in the dark. You don't have to do it by yourself. Like the fact is our world's so connected. Like you can get a coach halfway around the world now to help you with this. So, you know, coming from that mindset, I've been able to really get myself out of shit pits in multiple areas of my life through having a fantastic mentor uh, that I really resonate with. So that's something if you have the resources to be able to do, do that. Um, that's going to accelerate the process for you getting to that position where you feel powerful and limitless and amazing, uh, whether you're dating yourself or whether you're dating somebody else. And then something to take away on an individual level is where else could your energy be flowing? You know, why is all your energy going into this one area and why is it a problem? Mm. Just feeling into that. Why is it, this a problem? Has someone told you this is a problem? Are you creating this story? Where else could your energy go? Where else could that focus go into? Where else could that energy that you're perhaps wanting to channel into a relationship where else could that go? Um, someone who I really love, honestly, um, uh, that I look up to, like a role, a, a female role model is Jennifer Aniston. She didn't walk the path that a lot of us are conditioned. I come from a small town and, you know, everyone sort of get, grows up, gets married, have kids. So you're making your own damn path. And I love her because she's definitely displaying that. And it's such an inspiration, I find, to women that don't want to tread the same path that a lot of, a lot of their peers are doing. So just feel into that. Is it something, a narrative that's just in your mind and you feel, oh, I think that's what I want because that's what I'm told? Or is there something else going on and where can you channel that energy? So there's two things that either find a mentor if you really want to explore this further uh, in dating specifically, or have a think about that for yourself. Do some reflection and then brainstorm. Have fun with this. You're creating and carving your own path. You can give and have relationships, not just with men, but with yourself, with women, with, with um, your amazing family or with the work that you do. I mean, that is like some of the most rewarding relationships I have in my life. So relationships are not just with self or with another person uh, on an intimate level in the traditional sense. There's so many ways that you can go about this. So, yeah, that's the long-winded uh, version, but I, I hope that that inspires. It was perfect. I just love it. It was absolutely perfect. So, Sarah, say somebody's listening, they're like, oh, my God, I love her. I must be in her world and I must be in her energy. How does somebody find you? You can find me on Instagram. So my, uh, my handle is at Coach Sarah Givons. And I'm sure Julie will give that to you lovely ladies. And I'm assuming most of the demographic that listens to you are women. And if that's yep. the case, you know, and you're passionate about this industry and you're passionate about helping men, I would love to connect with you. I don't coach women specifically. A part of my business, though, is helping men through role play. So I am on a mission this year uh, to actually connect with two or three more women that would love to help me with what I do and, and creating safe spaces where men can practice their 
their flirtation and improving their communication. So if that's you, please reach out and mention that you've come from Julie's podcast and I would love to have a conversation and see if there's something that we could connect on and collaborate with. So, yeah, that um, that's it. But you can come into awesome. my energy, babe, and you can just, yeah, follow me and I would love to meet you as well. So amazing oh stuff. I love your energy. Like the very first time I said, I'm like, oh my God, I need her in my world. You are amazing. Any last thoughts? Oh, I just love connecting with other women that are switched on and you know what's going on. And it's so important that we're doing the work that we're doing, that we're having these conversations with each other. So keep doing that and keep reaching out. Don't be silent. Let's normalize and talk and talk and talk about this because that's where the action comes from. The more that we talk about it, the more we feel comfortable and that's how the world's really going to change and level up. So we're doing it for the next generation, baby. We're doing it for ourselves and we, we got to feel into the fact that this is so much bigger than just you working on yourself. So keep at it. Yep. Awesome. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thanks, well, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you. I just adore you. I think you were amazing. As I always tell you guys, remember at the, at the very end of everything that you were enough, you were born enough, you are enough, you will always be enough. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too thin. You're not too fat. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are divinity, stardust, and magic wrap it up in a human experience. And if you could only see the divine light that shines back from your eyes, you'd never doubt your greatness again. And with that, my friends, enjoy your day. Thanks for hanging out with Sarah and I. All the contact stuff for Sarah will be in the show notes and make life beautiful. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.